Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their insights. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. B. Melifera joins this episode to discuss their passion for makeup, challenges autistic people face when applying makeup, and how they have learned to better love themselves. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. B, thanks so much for joining me today. Of course, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and I'd love to start out by learning where does your story in the autistic community begin? So, obviously it kind of begins with birth because autism is something you're born with, but as for my actual like activity in the community, I think I really got started in about 2020. I just kind of decided to start posting about my autism to TikTok, and I really didn't think it'd go anywhere. I like had maybe a couple thousand followers. It wasn't anything serious. I didn't think anybody would see it, and then I wake up to a viral video, <laughs> and it kind of skyrocketed from there of people actually wanting to know the things that I experience and also wanting to know the education that I do have about autism as well, and that's just kind of where it took off. Why do you think your your video went viral, like maybe thinking back and processing it? Honestly, I'm not sure. It <laughs> always feels like the videos that I put the least effort into are the ones that go viral. And then the ones that I like worked on so hard and I'm like, ah, this is it. It's like that one doesn't go anywhere. So I don't really understand why the one that went viral went viral. Gotcha. Now, one of the most important things we can do is to learn to love ourselves. And you shared on social media last year, you're finally getting to that point. What were some of the most important things for you to kind of get to that point of self-compassion, self-love, all those types of things? I think that for that, it was kind of a mixture of things. One was I kind of just stopped caring so much about what other people think because my whole life, before I even knew I was autistic, of course, was people constantly picking at like, why do you do things that way? Why do you act that way? Why do you do this when you're happy? Why do you do this when you're upset? The things you're interested in are stupid. And it's like, you know, I start to kind of become like a shell of who I was and like kind of withdraw within myself and start to heavily mask. And I think that just realizing that, you know, I don't have to do that and I don't deserve to have to put myself into this societally acceptable box in order to be seen as a person and that I only have this one life that I get to live and I should honor myself in it. And so like, I just kind of decided you don't have to wait until you drop 30 pounds to wear the dress you want to wear. You don't have to wait until you have the perfect partner to go do these traveling and dates and stuff. You could just do it on your own. I just had like this realization, like I deserve to live life for me and honor myself and stop worrying so much about other people's perception of me that it just kind of clicked one day 
And honestly, it was like looking in the mirror at somebody totally different. Like the person that I always looked at and was like, you're so ugly and stupid and everybody thinks so, is like, wow, what the hell have I been seeing this whole time? Because that's not what I saw anymore. And I just kind of changed my view on myself and life in general, I think. Now, I love talking to people that their passions are something I know absolutely nothing about. Um, <laughs> and from what I understand, uh, your greatest passion is makeup. So I'm excited to talk to you about that today. So what is it about makeup that brings you so much joy? Honestly, everything. Makeup is one of my special interests as an autistic person, and it does bring you know what a lot of people have regarded as autistic joy it's like that immediate overwhelming feeling of like just like i don't know this urge to stim and just be in that environment makeup always gave me that and i think also for the longest time i kind of use makeup to hide behind you know hide my face and hide acne scars and hide everything else but then it developed from that into being a creative outlet I've created elf looks and like clown looks. And I think that it's just a really cool way to just become either a visual representation of what you feel like on the inside or what your soul looks like, or it can be something to just completely become a whole new character. And I think that's so cool because there's not really any limits to what makeup has to offer. And I just love that creative outlet and that creative freedom. So I spend probably way too much time thinking about people's different sensory needs. And I'm wondering about this in relation to makeup. What's been your process for finding out maybe sensory wise, what's worked for you? Oh my gosh, it's been a lot of trial and error, which as an autistic person with sensory needs, it's like just basically trial and error and being able to find out what works and what doesn't. Like, for example, I hate sticky glosses. That is one thing that will ruin my whole mood is a sticky gloss. I know that sounds extreme, but it's like, I just, I feel the need to just get it off of my body as fast as possible. So I tend to go for like more buttery glosses or like foundations that are too drying or sticky and feel greasy on the skin. Obviously that's gonna be an issue. So I've tried a bunch of different options to find one that I think is perfect for me. It's just kind of all about tailoring your makeup to your specific sensory needs because there's not one truly universally sensory-friendly makeup because we all have different sensory needs. I love honey, but if I get honey on my fingers and it's sticky, it just drives me crazy, so. Oh my gosh, same. <laughs> so a large number of us autistic people have, you know, motor challenges, and I'm wondering about how this might apply to makeup. Have motor challenges impacted you in any way in this process? And if so, how have you found ways to kind of navigate around this? Yes, actually, I do have significant motor challenges. This isn't something I've ever really made a video about, although maybe I should, but if you've ever watched any of my makeup lives or if anybody listening has, I have talked about this in my lives a lot because it's something I get frustrated at a lot. One thing I struggle with in terms of motor challenges and motor function is I have difficulty with spatial awareness and depth perception. So sometimes I'll just like ram a mascara wand right into my eye or something because I can't really tell how far away from my face I am, especially when looking in a mirror, which kind of distorts the view of how close or far things are. And I also have really big difficulties with fine motor skills and 
hand dexterity and hand strength. So I can't really fold makeup brushes the quote unquote right way. So a lot of times if you watch my videos or my lives, I kind of have my makeup brushes like propped between my fingers in a specific way, or I'll have my hands resting on my face or the palette or the mirror, basically to kind of provide me extra stability because I can't really grip my makeup brushes the way that is technically the proper way to do it. And my hands kind of cramp up and spasm up and I can't really hold things properly. And that translates to like pencils and crayons and markers and things too that I was kind of scolded in school for. So that's one of the biggest challenges I think with makeup is I just have to kind of find a way to position myself in a different way or hold things a different way, basically accommodate myself so that I can continue to do my passion without basically struggling the whole time to do the most basic aspects of it. And if there's an autistic person listening who wants to start getting into makeup, what would be a good place to start? I think, honestly, you don't need to splurge to start doing makeup. I think that you could find something as simple as, you know, a $20 makeup kit on Amazon for like makeup artists and just kind of get started on yourself and practice, practice, practice. Never be afraid to just do anything that you think you could do, because even if it's the most complicated look and you're like, oh, I'm just a beginner, that would turn out like crap. It's like, we were all beginners sometime. We were all beginners one day. And you deserve to be able to try and fail because trying and failing is how you learn what does and doesn't work and what you need to work on. And I think that you should just be able to dive right in and do whatever makes your heart happy. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but something um, really fun that you do is design fantasy characters through art and makeup. What are some of the, you know, I've seen many of them on social media, but what are some of the characters that you've created? I love that question. So I have kind of created various different fantasy looks, as you said, and some of them are like one of my favorites that I was doing for a while is I was getting these clown cups because I have a really huge like thing for clowns it's one of my special interests that i never talk about is i was getting these clown cups and i was matching my face makeup to the clown cup and it was like a little series i was doing for a while or you know i have this like rainbow clown fairy that i created and that one was really popular i also have done various different versions of clowns as well you can tell clowns are kind of <laughs> the key factor i think but it's mainly mainly either different kind of clown makeups or fairy makeups. Those are kind of my favorite to do. Or horror makeups in general. I did a Chucky makeup once, but I just love to bring characters to life in general. I used to be a really big Chucky fan, so I'm gonna I, I need to see that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Chucky is one of my special interests too. I'm obsessed. I will have to send you that after the interview. <laughs> There must be something seriously wrong with me because I always thought Chucky was cute and adorable. I do too. I've literally said there's a specific Chucky doll I want. And I've literally said, if I get that Chucky doll, I will be carrying it with me everywhere. I will be insufferable. It's going to be like my plus one everywhere I go. <laughs> so I'm interested about the clowns. It seems like people either, it's either a, it's a love or a hate. People definitely have various very strong opinions about clouds. Why the love for you? I honestly don't know. Nothing really stands out in terms of like a memorable event. 
I just have always, always, always been drawn to clowns. Like, I have always been so confused because I've had friends who have had, like, clown phobias. And I'm just like, <laughs> they're so cute and silly. How could you be scared of this guy? Like, I understand, like, it or something like that. But then you see these cute little clowns and it's like, no, there's no way you think this is scary. Like, I just, I can't wrap my head around it because I have such a passion for them. Like, I have clown decor in my home. It's, <laughs> it's excessive. And uh, lastly, how can our listeners learn more about you, B, beyond this interview? Honestly, following me on any of my socials, I'm at Goddess of Bees on both Instagram and TikTok. I don't really post to YouTube, and I don't really post to Twitter. Those are the main places where I post and talk about my experiences, autism, makeup. And like I've also tried to open up more about my life in general, because for the longest, my content was mostly just strictly autism. I've kind of started to gear more towards personal information and also makeup and my creativity and my experiences in life in general. So if you wanted to learn more about me, following me on TikTok or Instagram is pretty much the the main way to go to be part of the crew. Well, B, I really uh, loved uh, talking to you today and learning a little bit more about you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much to B for the conversation. To learn more about B, please check out the link in the podcast description for this episode. Here at Autism Personal Coach, our clients are the experts, our coaches are the guides. The majority of supports for our autistics are not helpful. They try to fix us, not support us. That's why many are confused when we say our clients are the experts, experts of their lived experience. Our clients are the experts for what's worked for them and about the things that they need and want in their lives. Our coaches first listen to our clients, then ask thoughtful questions, offer resources, and strategize with our clients so they can get what they need to thrive. Would you want a guide in your life to coach you to get you the things you desire? If so, then visit AutismPersonalCoach.com for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories. And if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. Till next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.